Hello, and welcome to the Bethesda Podcast feed. It's here you can find all of our recorded services. And for more information, you can visit us at gobethesda.com. We hope you enjoy. Mission Recovery, all the ministries of the church for participating in this tonight. All our volunteers, every musician. Right, and there goes everybody. Tell me we don't have a youthful element in this church. Wow. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, we'll we'll have, try to have a good service. I know it. These are the pillars of the church. <laughs> the elders. <laughs> oh boy. So we're gonna we're gonna talk tonight uh, from Acts chapter two and some other passages, but let me read this. And you can stay seated. I, I know you guys are elderly. <laughs> Acts two seventeen. And 18, it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Sons and daughters will prophesy, young men see visions, old men dream dreams. On my servants and handmaids, I'll pour out in those days of my spirit, and they'll prophesy. I'm starting a, a two-part series, I think, tonight, and it's called Get Ready, We're Having Company. Get ready. We're having company. Uh, Clifton Lejeune gave me some of the bones of this series. He inspired me, and I'm just going to take it uh, from there. So I'm going to say a prayer. Father, thank you so much for inspiration. It's powerful. And I pray, God, I believe this is the right time, right place, right people. And I pray, God, that you'd help me to speak and help us to grab a hold of this and and. And implement it in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to hear mom and dad say, get ready, son. We're about to have some company. And company, in that case, was not General Motors is coming to the house and IBM. You can see I'm dating myself. I didn't say Amazon and Apple. <laughs> company meant visitors or guests. So when mom and dad said, hey, we're having company, that means we've got visitors and guests coming. That's what that meant. And what that also meant was we got things to do. We got to get ready. We got to get the house in order. Donovan, you got to straighten up your room, boy. Now, I enjoy company, but in order to make them feel welcome and comfortable in our home, it was going to take a lot of work. And as only child Donovan knows so well, that meant I had to roll up my sleeves and by myself straighten up my room. And, and if Cousin Randy happened to be there, that's the time that old Cousin Randy checked out and said, oh, well, I better be getting home because <laughs> he didn't want to stick around and uh, help. 
Bethesda, I've got good news. We're about to have company. Come on now. Company's coming over. Sunday, we're baptizing Caden. <laughs> and we're going to have a ton of guests. And I, I don't know for sure. And, and I'm not saying that this is connected to Caden. I don't know. But we might have the good kind of guests this Sunday. In other words, folks that are far from God. Oh, that's a good kind right there. Far from truth. Come on, LaDonna. That's good right there. Far from church. That's perfect. That's why we're here. That's why we do what we do. That's why we exist in the first place, y'all. I don't know if you know it, but we have had almost as many people baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost in the month of January alone than we did all of 2023. Oh, give God some praise for that. And it's only fitting because way back in August of last year, the Lord, the Lord helped us to put a name on 2024 in prayer. And that was accelerate. Accelerate means to excel the rate. Accelerate. To hasten, to quicken, to speed up the rate of the occurrence of something. The devil's done that. He knows his time is short and he's come down in great wrath. He's accelerated his agenda. And God has as well. The rate is increasing. The sower is overtaking the reaper. And it's going to accelerate even more. How about accelerate more than ever before in 2024? I like that. Haggai 2.9 is a verse for us. The glory of the latter house will be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. In this place I'll give peace, says the Lord of hosts. The Lord of angels, the God of the angel armies. God is doing something in these last days that will eclipse... Any and everything he's ever done before. Outside the finished work of Christ. He's going to do something in these last days. That eclipses every other move. I believe it. So here's what that means. That's going to happen in this house. We're going to have company. We better get ready to have company. That's what I believe. I have a new perspective. And it's, um, you know, obviously we're not going to sit on our laurels. We're organizing and strategizing. This will make more sense in a moment. In other words, we're not sitting here and doing nothing. Obviously, we put some tools in your hands. Zones, text to win, life groups, mission recovery, home Bible studies, Sunday night revival. But here's my new perspective. I told Valerie this the other day. I said, I got a new perspective. I hope this makes sense to you. But I got a video I'd like to throw on the screen. Just, just, this is going to be playing in the background. Have you ever tried to watch water boil? No, it takes the same amount of time, but if you watch it, it's forever. And, and I'll, I'll do that. Uh, I'll, uh, you know, I'm trying to boil some water for some grits or some of my amazing ramen. Uh, some of the things that, you know, I'm a heavy cooker around the house. And 
So I'm boiling water. So I'll put the water on. And we, we have like a gas stove. So I'm like, I get that bad boy all the way up. I get like a little pot with a little water, put it on a big fat burner, you know, and turn it all the way up. Like, and I sit there and I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Because I can't put the ramen in. So I need a, well, whatever I'm cooking. Like I can't put it until it's boiling. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, wait, come on, 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 come on. Uh, or rice, you know, instant rice. I can't pour the rice in because instant rice, you know, of course, that's the best. And uh, not really, but uh, I don't know. So you're watching water boil, and it just takes forever. You stare at it. You wait for it. In 2024, this is still playing, right? Yeah, look at it. I've decided not to stare at the baptistry. I, I've decided that I'm not going to stare at the altar and just wait for somebody to pray through in these altars. Instead of staring, I'm going to get out of these walls and start sowing. Come on now. I'm going to be trying to get sinners into this house. Good, old-fashioned sinners. I mean, people who don't know the Lord. People who are trapped in religion. People who are spiritually hungry, but they don't even know what they're hungry for. And here's the reason why. Because sowing, because an invitation, a text, an encouraging word, a little act of kindness turns up the heat in soul winning. And it's not going to be long before that water is troubled, and before somebody is filled with the Holy Ghost, that water is boiling. Come on now, when you send that text, and when you leave that, you know we still have invitation cards. They're out there under the, the lobby TV. My grandpa would roll over in his grave if he heard me say that. The TV out there in the lobby. We've got these cards, these invitation cards. You can still use these little cards. It just says, be our guest. It just has a time. When you leave an invitation card, when you send a text, when you're doing text to win, when zone leaders, when the zone leaders are reaching out to their new zone members, and when you teach that home Bible study faithfully and consistently, when you find somebody, I mean like somebody at the coffee shop, somebody that's in your network outside of church, and you begin to engage them, and then you get them in a home Bible study the next thing you know, and you're faithful and consistent with that, and you get involved in that life group, and you invite a friend outside of church into that life group, then you're turning the heat up on soul winning and helping somebody get out of the clutches of this world, the flesh, and the devil, and helping them to come into a relationship with Jesus. Get ready. We're having company. What's going to cause the company to show up? Well, I just really kind of threw it out there. You're going to invite somebody. You invite somebody to your house. You know, it's really weird when somebody just shows up at your house. In, in the same sense, if you're at church, I love it when they do. Of course, we take that. We have a great location. People drive by. People see us on social media. They're like, hey, I just want to check this church out. But I'm going to tell you something. The number one reason somebody comes to this church is because somebody that they know invited them. You might not know them well, but you gave them an invitation. I mean, right here, we got Michael. I see y'all y'all already communicating right there. Michael, LaDonna, then it all opened up. 
right? It all opened up. And I don't want to embarrass anybody, but we were, we were at uh, lunch the other day, and, and old Ron here says, we're talking about this, we're talking about reaching out, and he's like, and, and by next year this time, uh, we're going to have a lot, of, a lot of family that comes to that's in this church. Like just excited, yeah. moved, yeah. moved. Yeah. Invitation. It's like staring at boiling water. They're not going to show up if you don't invite them. And a lot of times, the curiosity over what in the tarnation has happened to you is, is the launch pad. I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you what happened. Something changed. I felt, I can't explain it all, but I just know God's in that place. And there's something about what's happening in those four walls. That invitation is so powerful. I got a graphic. We take the boiling water down now. It's, it's going... I'm sorry. Leave it there. It's almost to a rolling boil. Right. You put that lid on, it speeds it up. Yeah. Oh, boy. Now it's almost, it's time to pour the rice and stir it. If you're like me, you'll put some butter and a little salt, you know, and then put the lid on. But and then turn the fire off, or then you got a problem. By the way, you know, I didn't tell. We left, we had a rolling boil going at our house. And we left the house. Valerie put some tea. I don't know why I'm telling this. I will say this, though. We, we left some Lipton tea bags there in the, in the pot. She's boiling the water. We left the house. We came back, walked in the door, and I'm like, what in the world? And she goes, my God, that smells like pot. And I, it smelled just like pot. And then we smelled like pot. Smelled like weed. And, right. We, and we looked, and that's, that's why we had left the, those, the water's all gone. The bags are almost on fire. And then I told Val, I said, my Lord, we're, we're, we're going to get, people think they're going to get a contact buzz just by hugging us, you know. Like, this is not good. This is not good. I, I have, yeah, oh, there we go. Give it up. Yeah, turn it off. We'll have to watch it again. Um, we have a, a, a graphic here. I've got some, a statistic that is uh, fascinating. Look at this. How do people start attending church? A friend invited me. 86%. It is the most effective tool for getting somebody to church. To me, it's the lazy approach to think that our greatest uh, soul-winning uh, effort is uh, Facebook. I mean, if we got the best camera system in the world, and we had uh, the best sound system in the world, and we had the best pr presentation in the world, we're still not going to be able to compete with Hollywood. And, I mean, I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. But to me, that's like the lazy approach. That means I don't have to have any interaction. That means Rose, I mean, that means like in Starbucks when they say, I just don't know, you know, but I, I you know, I'll, I, I'm, I'm upset, my grandma's sick. That means right there in the coffee shop, I could say, well, you know what? I'm going to pray for you, grandma, right now. Would, would you mind taking my hand? Do you mind if I pray? That is so powerful. As opposed to, 
uh, an email like, thank you for your prayer request. We said a prayer. That's not, that's not organic. It's, it's, it's so antiseptic. It's sterile. It's like a laboratory. Whereas that connection, there's something about that connection. There's something about laying hands on the sick, like in person. There it is. Not put your hands on the TV screen, you know. And I'm not against that. I'm really not. I used to make fun of it. Back in the day, I joined all kind of faith clubs when I was a heathen. And they'd send me all kind of posters, and I'd put them on my wall with my rock stars, laughing and making fun. I don't make fun of that. But at the same time, there's nothing like, like person to person, man. Person to person. My dad, you know, he was, I told you all about him on Sunday. He's a salesman. And he was the door-knocking machine. I'm like, Dad, can't we, like, make phone calls? And, and why are we going to knock the doors? Because there's something about getting face-to-face, Donovan. Something about getting face-to-face, son. And I couldn't argue with his results. You know, we could make phone calls. Would you like to buy a $2,000 vacuum cleaner? You know, people hanging up. That's back when you had phones like that. Not like this. You know. Some of y'all still have phones like that, I know. But there's something about face-to-face. They have to be invited. Company is invited. It's weird when company shows up the door uninvited. But we'll take them. But an invitation is usually, who invited you? Usually somebody was the connection. It will shock you how many people will come if you invite them. Don't be afraid. That's the number one most successful method of getting somebody in the house. Check this out. The cross is incomplete without soul winners. Do you hear what I'm saying? The cross is incomplete without soul winners. Calvary does not matter to those who never heard. An unpreached gospel is no gospel at all. Carl F.H. Henry said, the gospel is good news only if it arrives in time. Because one day every knee is going to bow. So the timing matters. We've got a deadline. We're racing eternity. The rapture of the church, people dying, the end of the age. One day, like Noah's Ark, the door will close. And so we've got a moment. We have to take advantage of it. Are you with me? Here's another thing that's interesting. So people come by invitation. You've got to understand your joy comes from the harvest. Listen to this obscure Isaiah passage. And I'm in the King James uh, in these notes here. I'm sorry, Andrea, I didn't tell you that. Uh, Thou hast multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. Joy. They joy before you according to the joy of the harvest or the joy in the harvest. In John 15, Jesus would talk about how that our joy is linked to fruitfulness. Harvest. And part of fruitfulness is soul winning. Fruitfulness on the vine. Fruitfulness by letting his life flow through us, out 
to somebody else. And this is the problem with many saints that sit on church pews and chairs today all over this world. They're joyless because they're not involved in the harvest. They're not fruitful. Their joy is in direct proportion to their involvement in the harvest. My buddy Clifton, I mentioned him, he said, you can't have a burden for people in general if you don't have a burden for someone in particular. Who is God putting on your heart to invite? That's what we've written down. Now, let me say this too. Working in the harvest, everybody has a place, everybody has a role. I want to point something out. Everybody has a ministry. There's the word ministry. In other words, preaching, teaching, that Bible thumping, exhorting, preaching, teaching, doing the work of the word uh, that's written about in the pastoral epistles in your Bible and other places. And there's also this, and that's work. Don't get me wrong. If you've ever preached, you'll understand that's work. But there's also the, the work of of the ministry, gifts of helps, and some others that are mentioned. And, and both sides, word and work, they're both very important. Acts 6, listen to this, verse 1. In those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, church is growing, multiplied, they, they were added to, and now they're multiplying, there's this murmuring among the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in being taken care of uh, daily. And so, Church growth, let me point this out first, causes problems. Uh, we had a problem here the other day. Problem was, somebody took Miss Cynthia's seat. I'm going to tell you right now, we almost had a knock down drag out. I told her I was going to pick on her tonight. What y'all don't know is that I came up here, me and Valerie came up here uh, Saturday, unbeknownst to anybody, staff, anybody. And I moved all those black chairs. Every single one of them. They're all gone. I was like, you know what? That, that put us at like super capacity. And we didn't really need them. And, and when we need them, we'll pull them back out. We've used them for special events and whatnot. But just every Sunday, we don't need them yet. And so I'm like, we're we just going to put those things away. Valerie's like, that is going to make some people so discombobulated. And sure enough, Sunday morning, people are like, what, 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 what where, where do I sit? Some of y'all relate. You're like, where's my chair? Where's my seat? And these are more comfortable than those black chairs. But people, it's like, this is my seat. Well, somebody took Miss Cynthia's seat. And, you know, she's got the perfect setup right there, just far enough back. She got her place for her walker and she can sit and she can see and when everybody's standing she can sit and she can still see and so you know she, so we we had to deal with that I'm just picking on her we're, I did tell Sienna we're gonna put a reserve sign right there for Miss Cynthia come on now we love Miss Cynthia but the thing is Church uh, growth causes problems, you know, different people bringing in all kind of different needs and necessitate, necessitates organizing, taking care of people. That's, we have zones in place. Uh, church is not about music, preaching, fellowship. Ultimately, ultimately, really, really, ultimately, it's about connecting people to Jesus. 
in, um, in Acts 2, uh, I'm sorry, Acts 6, verse 2, the 12 called the multitude, the all these disciples, they called them unto themselves, and they said, listen, we've got our job uh, with the word of God, uh, figuring out what to speak, what to preach, what to teach. Uh, uh, the teaching of the apostles would, would be known as the didache in, in the Greek, and it's like, we've got to devote ourselves to that, and, and we don't have time to do these other things. So the serving of tables is what's mentioned here. The serving of tables is other things that are involved in taking care of the body of Christ in the local church. In our case, there's all kinds of things to do. Get the coffee stains out of the carpet, cut the grass, paint, usher, church maintenance, Barnabas, uh, audiovisual lights, graphic design, social media. I mean, there's always something, uh, all kind of stuff. And so in Acts 6, 3, wherefore, brethren, look ye up among yourselves. Find, there's seven men. Find seven men of an honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, that we may apport, uh, appoint over this business. So ser waiting tables, serving these ladies in this capacity, these widows, was a ministry. But look at the qualifications that they put in place for serving tables. First of all, there's a specific number of men, seven, not six, not 15. And, and it was also grown men. It was men. I'm not saying women can't, but I'm just saying, let me just preach to men for a moment, and everybody's not in here. Men were involved in the church. Men were not sitting on their tails, letting everybody else do it. Men were doing what needed to be done. And so often, you know, you've got ladies leading the way in churches. Brethren, these things should not be. We should take our place. We should be involved. We should be leading the way. <clears throat> so there were, there were men. Uh, also, it says they were of an honest report. The word is marturio, and it's from different words. It means uh, to be a witness, uh, to bear record. It means to be well reported of. In other words, they had a good reputation. They'd follow through. Uh, they were men of their word. They were dependable. Number three, full of the Holy Ghost. Not just uh, a little dab of the Holy Ghost. Not sprinkled, not half full. Full of the Holy Ghost. So they're not just good men with a good report. They're full of the Holy Ghost. And, and, and so here you have, uh, I mean, in their serving capacity, there's an anointing on them. They're flowing in it, y'all. And also, they didn't have to have, they didn't say, we only want people with experience in table serving. Like, only previous waiters need apply. You didn't have to have the background. Like, you, you didn't have to have experience in this. They had to be full of wisdom, responsible. Another word for that is appointable. We can appoint them over this business. They'll, they'll responsibly take care of it. 6-4. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the word. 6-5. And the saying pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Ghost. Philip, uh, Prochorus, Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they set before the apostles. They had prayed and laid their hands on them. So here you have table servers getting anointed and appointed into ministry by the apostles. We tend to think about this. It's like, 
we only anoint people in what we consider to be high callings. Bishop, you know, pastor, uh, some kind of, you know, regional leader or something. Here were people in these serving capacities. They laid hands on them and anointed them. I mean, all ministry is great. All ministry is serving. And it's great. The greatest among you will be your servant. I mean, if you serve, that's the way to greatness. In verse 7, and the word of God increased, and the number of disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. And a great number of priests were obedient to the faith. So as a result of what they just did, the word increased. NIV says the word of God spread like wildfire. Number two, the church grew in size. And number three, uh, people that were teaching uh, stupid stuff uh, and pushing false doctrine were converted and became obedient to the faith. Isn't that amazing? So here's another series of verses, Luke 14, and I'm, I'm almost done. Luke 14, and, and, and when one of them that sat at meat with him heard these things, he said unto him, Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Verse 16, then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper and bade many, and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, all things are ready. And they with, all, uh, with one consent began to make excuse. The first said, I bought a piece of ground, and I got to go check after it. Uh, would you please excuse me? Another said, I bought five yoke of oxen. You know, I bought a new tractor. And I got to go prove it, make sure that it's working. Can I be excused? I'm excused. Verse 20, another said, I married a wife, and therefore I can't come. Now, indeed, you know, maybe that's legit. I don't. Verse 21, so that servant came and showed his Lord these things. The master of the house was angry. He said, go out into the streets and the lanes and bring in the poor, the maimed, the halt, the blind. The servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there's more room. The Lord said to the servant, go into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Highways there, it refers to an open square. Hedges refers to a fence, uh, an enclosed barrier, a, a, a cordoned in place. In other words, go where you find the public citizens and go uh, in, into the smaller uh, settings. Uh, public Pew, uh, uh, I mean, uh, public square, uh, coffee shop, house to house, oikos to oikos in the Greek, in the smaller setting. And he says that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. They don't show up. So here's the deal. We've got to activate at Bethesda, accelerate, multiply our efforts, multiply our rate of involvement, get off the bleacher, Become a reacher. We have a medicine to apply. What good is it if we're like a doctor, but we're Dr. Doolittle? Come on now. We've got to reach some people. And we're going to be praying for these names. I've had some conversations this week that were just astounding. Uh, you know, I, I pitched the vision. Uh, David Smith was here with us. That Sunday night then, and then that midweek, and then uh, we, we went into this, this idea of soul winning, uh, uh, just 
hot and heavy. Believe that that's what God's calling us to do. And uh, I get a call. I'm going to try to be careful because I don't want to give things away uh, too much. But, uh, you know, you ought to try be, uh, try being me for a minute. So think about it. I'm out here preaching to all kind of different people. So I'm like, you know, uh, you know, uh, I mean, I don't necessarily say this per se, but I'm like, you know, uh, um, I'll talk about alcohol or drinking, getting drunk, smoking dope, whatever. And there's people out here, they drink every day and smoke dope. And it's like, well, he's, he's picking on me. And I'm not. I'm just preaching the scripture. And then there are other people, you know, that are living in fornication. And there are other people bound by all kind of issues. And, and I'll preach on, I'll mention same-sex marriage or homosexuality or trans stuff. And, uh, and there's people out here dealing with all that. And I'm like, I, I don't want to water down what I preach. I don't want to offend anybody, that's for sure. But I want to provoke people with truth. I don't want to be uh, derelict in my duty as a minister of the gospel, water it down to where it's unrecognizable and it looks just like the culture. Like, so, I, so put yourself in my shoes. Like That's not an easy thing to do. And sometimes I know what's in my notes and sometimes I know what's in the audience. I don't always know what's in the audience, but sometimes I do. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, are you sure? You know, like, so what I'm saying is I got a phone call uh, Monday, Monday morning, right off the bat. Pastor, got a question. Got some people coming. I want to ask you, is it okay if they come? This is what they deal with. Is it okay? I said, Perfect. Yeah, it's okay. I said, you might let them know. We have a biblical view of what you just mentioned. And it's a little bit different than their lifestyle. But you tell them, they'll be welcome. We're going to love them. Hey, my Bible tells me in 1 Corinthians, it says, and such were some of you. Come on now. Ain't none of us above where we used to be except by the grace of God. And that same grace that brought me out of the miry clay is the same grace that will bring them out of the miry clay. People are welcome. All people. All kinds of people. Bring it on, man. Some of the most rank. Bring it on. We're going to love you. We're going to share the word with you. You might not like it. You might walk out. But you're going to know that we loved you. And we spoke the truth in love. In Jesus' name. Would you stand with me right now? Company's coming, y'all. We got to get the house ready. We got to get our minds ready. I've had others talk to me as well. And I just believe that God is, uh, is just going to do something special in our church this year. There is no, I mean, John said, I've gr no greater joy than to know that my children walk in the truth. John was an old man. You know who his children were? People that he helped win to the Lord. He said, my greatest joy is that they are still in the faith. So if he got joy out of them still being in the faith, you know, he got joy when they were converted in the very first place. His joy was full. My fondest memories have been in the field working with lost people. I got funny stories, crazy stories, 
Hilarious stories. I got a phone call this past week on Friday night. I was at, because of the times, and I didn't get a lot of sleep because I was staying up till 1.32 in the morning talking to people. And then I was going to breakfast in the morning talking to other people. And then I was in church all day. I'm at, like exhausted. So on a Friday night after bot, I got to bed. I hate to say it. I'm embarrassed. But I went to bed at 7.30. And I didn't get out of bed till Saturday morning at 8 o'clock. And I was so happy. But while I was asleep, I got a phone call from Gabe, first member of this church. Gabe called me. He's like, hey, you awake? Well, I wasn't awake, so I never got the call. I, I got it the next day. I texted. I was like, dude, I'm sorry. I went to bed at 730, got up at 8, you know. And, and he said, it's okay. I was with some friends, and I was telling them about when I first got in church and all the stuff that happened. And they're like, I want to hear more about that. He said, well, let me call my old pastor. And he gave me a phone call. And, and I, I missed the call. I wasn't able to join in that conversation. But I got stored my fondest memories, y'all. And then I got further ones back. But I got more recent ones. I got more recent ones. Dealing with people. Bible studies in my home. Bible studies in their home. I'll never forget this last VBF. No-name man from Nowhereville, Texas, walks in the door. Big old dude. And he's just like, uh, store comes, he's like, does the old. I go back. Well, he talked to Ron first, and then he talked to Jason. And, and so he's like, this man wants prayer. I'm like, well, let's pray for him. Came up, prayed for, how many of y'all remember that? Pray for that man. I don't know who he was. And I, I don't even know if he understood me, to be honest with you. I think he's very Hispanic. And I prayed for him. And as I'm pr we're praying for him, like, he just, y'all remember that? He, he just collapsed. He's like, he's speaking in tongues. He drops to his knees. And he just, like, falls out flat on the floor. And there's Ron. Never seen anything like that in his life. Like, holy cow. And then... He gets up, you know, like, said, man, God touched you. You want to get baptized? Yes. Baptized him. Oh, Ron, he's back there getting ready to get baptized. Ron's crying at VBS. That's joyful to me, isn't it? Isn't that amazing? What if we had that every Sunday? What if, they had, what if we had that every Wednesday? I have been in a church environment. In this church and others, where it was happening every service. We need to raise our expectations and accelerate into that again, y'all. It's time. Every service. That is so exciting. I want this to be a church where people say, if you'll come to my church, God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. If you'll come to my church, God will deliver you and heal you and set you free. If you'll come to my church, He'll make a difference, I promise you. That kind of environment, that's what God is bringing us to in 2024. Amen? I've gone 40 minutes. And uh, I want us to get, where are those cards? Where, did we take them back there? Would you mind grabbing them? Uh, here at the end, I just want to, I want us to pray. We'll do this.
Thank you for joining us. And for more information, you can visit us at GoBethesda.com. You can also visit us in person at 15050 Daigle Road, Prairieville, Louisiana. Services are at 10 a.m. Sunday and 7 p.m. on Wednesday.